Hi, you're listening to the Rav Desla Pasha podcast with me, Avram Ziedman. Join us as we weave together philosophy, psychology and Kabbalah to uncover a new depth to our weekly Torah reading. So today I want to look at the death of Nadav and Avihu. Were they sinners? Were they saints? Why did they die? And what message is it for us today? So to recap the story, Nadav and Avihu, they went into the Kodshe Kodshim, they went into the holiest place and they brought a Korban without permission. And Hashem kills them, they get burnt up. Moshe then goes to Aaron and says, Aaron, quoting Rashi, I thought that when Hashem would bring Kiddush Hashem into the world, it would be via you or me. But now I realize that Nadav and Navihu, your sons, Hem Gedolim in many Umimcha, they are better than you and me. Now, why was Moshe saying this? How could Moshe say that Nadav and Avihu was better than Moshe and Aram? There's a whole huge list given by all the Mepharshim as to what Nadav and Avihu did wrong. Rav Dasla quotes 15 of them. They went to the holiest place, the Kodshe Kodshim, and they brought an offering without permission, and they weren't the Kohen Gadol, and they weren't instructed to do this, and they weren't wearing the big day kahuna, and they were drinking at the same time. Uh, what were they doing? How could they do such a thing? And yet Moshe says to Aaron, you know what? Your sons are better than us. Now, I know what you're saying. It could be that Moshe's, Moshe's talking to his brother, his nephews. Aaron's sons just died. So obviously you're going to say to Aaron, oh, your kids were so amazing. They were so great. But, but don't take it literally, but... Wait, 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 wait a minute. We say Moshe Emes, Vesoraso Emes. Moshe is Emes. His toy was Emes. If Moshe says to Aaron, that hem gedolim in many umimcha, your sons were better than you and me, then it has to be in a certain regard that Nadar and Avihu were better than Moshe and Aaron. If that's what Moshe says, there has to be truth to it. So how can Nadav and Avihu on the one side be so great, and on the other hand... Do all these things wrong? Okay, let's do it. When we look at the Mepharshim, when we look at the commentators and see all the suggestions as to what the Chet of Nadav and Avihu did, there is a common denominator. All of them can be summarised as a lack of another, a lack of humility. Avdessa points out that if someone has a midah, that midah, that character trait gets shown through every single action that you do. And therefore, if a person, say for example, I don't know, if a person is angry, then that anger in every single action they do, you will somehow be able to see manifested in it that character of anger. On Nadav and Avihu's level, there was something somewhere, a lack of humility, and therefore all their actions, you could see that very slight lack of humility. Now, I just want to pause here and just make give a big caveat. If you're talking about personalities in the Torah and we say there's something lacking there, we're not talking about lacking on our level, we're talking about lacking on their level. Or to give an analogy I once read in one of Rabbi Tatz's books, imagine you have um, a professor surgeon and he has his whole class who's watching this surgery that he's about to perform, teaching his students. And he, the surgeon brings his friend, also a top professor. And the two surgeons are working on the body. And then one surgeon says to the other, whoa, wait, wait, what a silly mistake. And the other one goes, oh, sorry, of course. Now, 
Afterwards, one of the students says to his professor, Professor, that was a really silly mistake you made. To which the professor says, Excuse me, you have no idea what that was about. If you would have done what I just did, that would have been one of the best things you would have been one of, the, one of your greatest achievements. He, my friend, my colleague, he understood what I did wrong. You, you have no idea whatsoever. When we're looking at personalities in Tanakh, we have to realize we're talking about on their level. Or to bring another example, David HaMelech, David HaMelech, the story of Batsheva, he says, Ani choyta. He says, I did a chet. The Gemara says, anyone who says that David HaMelech erred, he did a chet, is toer, is mistaken. One minute, he just, what? David HaMelech just said he made a mistake. David HaMelech said that he did a chet. So how can the Gemara say anyone who says that David HaMelech did a chet is, is mistaken? David HaMelech himself said it. Same answer. Yes, David HaMelech, on his madrega, he did a chet. He did something wrong. But if you think you understand it, and if you're going to put it in terms that we're grappling with, to'eh, you're mistaken. So with Nadav and Avihu, we're going to analyse what was this lack of humility. And yet still, in a certain sense, they're greater than Moshe and Aaron. Rav Desla talks about the principle of cycles in time. Time is not linear. Rather, it is more comparable to a slinky, a spiral staircase. Let's imagine you have the bottom of the slinky on the floor and you're holding up the slinky. The beginning of time is at the bottom of the slinky and as you go up, that's going further and further in time. The closer you are to the bottom, the bigger the imprint this energy will have for the rest of time. Let me explain. There is a principle called Maisa Avos Simon Nabanim. When the Avos, when our forefathers do something, that has a sign for the children. What does it mean? Is if ingrained in time is a certain power, a certain energy created by the forefathers, ultimately that will have, as we go around the whole year and we get back to that date, that's go- that power is going to affect the children in later generations. So every single moment in time, every single date in time has an effect on all later generations. There is a power to Nissan. What is that power? It's the power of freedom. And that's why the Jewish people went free in Nisan. There is a power in Adar, the power of being able to see behind the facade of nature. There is a power in Tishri, which is justice, emes, truth, judgment. There is another power of Av, destruction. Every single month has a specific power to it. And that power, as we go around the year, is always going to have an effect on us. In fact, I have a beautiful book in front of me. It's called The Torah Universe Seasons of Life. And it goes through the solace and explaining why every festival is connected to that festival and that season. When you have the extreme temperature of summer, that's when you're going to have Av, which is destruction. And then it leads into Tishri, which is about judgment. When you go to the very cold, the deep winter, that's when you have the fast of Tevis. When we have the more mild months of autumn and spring, that's when we get the more mild festivals of Sukkot and Pesach. We have a zodiac too. Every single sign on the zodiac has its own special powers. 
When it comes to Ada, it's Pisces. It's the fish not having an eye in Hara. When it comes to Taurus, which is Ia, which we're coming up to, there an ox has to work really hard. Coming up to the Oma, we have to work on ourselves. And then we get to Gemini, which is the coupling of hard work with the inspiration of the Tzela. When it came to Aries, putting them together, and we get the Torah. So it, it's, it's a whole science looking at every single month, every single festival, and seeing what powers occur at that time. And now we get to Nadal Avihu. They brought an offering in the Kodshe Kodshim, in the holiest place, without wearing the Kohangadol's special clothes, and without it being Yom Kippur. Nadal Avihu said, we now want to work on what the power is of Yom Kippur. Why, why do I have to wait to Yom Kippur? Let's do it today. Let's bring the offering in the Kodshe Kodshim, in the holiest place. We're not the Kohen Gadol. Okay, we're not wearing the Kohen Gadol's clothes. Okay, and it's not Yom Kippur. But that's also okay, because why do I have to wait to Yom Kippur? Why can't I do it today? That is a lack of humility. Why? Because it means that I believe I can work on whatever I want, whenever I want. I don't need external seasons or external circumstances being able to help me. It all starts within, with my own strength. And if I want to change, I can change. If I want to work on something, I don't need Hashem's help. I don't need help from the seasons and the powers within the circular time, because I can do it all on my own. Says Hashem, you're wrong. You can't do it on your own. You need help. We're told in the Gemara, that if it wasn't for Hashem's help, it's impossible to fight the Sahara. We can only beat our Sahara. we can only beat our evil inclination if we do it with Hashem's help. Nadanavi who said, no, we don't want help. Let us do it on our own. Why can't we do it? Why can't I, with my own strengths and with my own conviction, we together will fight our Sahara? Hashem says, that is called a lack of humility. You need my help. Different seasons have different powers and you need to tap into those powers and only with those powers, that's what you work on. Wow. And it was for this reason, Nadam Navihu died. What's the message for us? It seems to be that we need to learn and understand the powers of each season. Certain seasons are time for growth, movement. And we're seeing this now. Nisan is the month of inspiration. Ea is not meant to be the month where you take on things. Ea is the month where you're taking the inspiration and grounding it with hard work. Sivan is the month where it all comes together. And you see the actualization from the efforts all the way down to the results. When it comes to Elul, a time for introspection. When it comes to Hanukkah, a time to be able to see beyond this physical world. Every single month has its power. For us to be humble, it means I need to know the months, I need to know the festivals, and I need to not just say, hey, willy-nilly, I'm going to work on whatever I want, but to work based around the cycle of the year. And we need to pick the right avoider, at the right time with the right siyasta shmaya. As we ebb away from Nisan and Pesach and we move towards the Oima, let us use the siyasta shmaya specifically that's given to us during this time. And also every day of the Oima, 
There's different midas where Hashem empowers them and he gives Siyat Hashemaya. He's helping us every day with a certain midah. Let us learn it. What are those midas? Tap into that. Use the Siyat Hashemaya and with Hashem's help, we shall succeed. Wish you all a great Shabbos.